This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. It's time to chat some bollocks about fanny tits and bum. No topic is off the limit for these potty mouth found mums. So tell us all your secrets, we like to share the truth. About saggy tits and anal warts and ice cubes up your hoof. No, no. holes barred. Hello, Laura. Hello. Oh, your little face then, you looked very excited, even though you <laughs> did start talking to me half an hour ago. <laughs> As always, we have to do our pre-ramble, don't we, to warm up, lube up. Well, we, you know what? I think the, the tragedy about our friendship is it is solely based on our podcast. Plot? Podcast. What do you mean? Well, because outside of it, we don't really talk to each other that much, do we? Although saying that, I think you are always on my top of WhatsApp. You know, it says like the Fucking people good. that you contact the most. It's always you. You and then Rob. That's amazing. <laughs> I'm taking that. <laughs> I'll have that. Thank you very much. But not on the phone. No, we wouldn't chat on the phone. No. I don't really do phone calls, though, do you? I hate talking on the phone. Wow, that's awkward, because what I'm about to say to you is is actually quite heartbreaking. (laughs) Go on. You're about to feel really bad. You're about to feel really bad. I'm just going to warn you. Um, (laughs) What I was just about to say to you is that, obviously, uh, last year, and I thought about it last week when your book was coming out about like what our friendship means to me and stuff like that. And after I had my breakdown, I cut off all communication with everybody. I removed all social media from my phone and I didn't see anybody. um, And I was really, really insular, which I've never, ever done in the entirety of my life. So it was a really scary experience. And after I started coming back out of that and I kind of put WhatsApp notifications back on my phone and I still didn't have social media but I just knew that I wanted to slowly start communicating with people you were the first person that I called you were the first person that I actually had a, a conversation with and we chatted on the phone for ages about everything Aww. and it was like you were that person <laughs> and you just got a fucking well there's only a very limited number of people that will answer the phone to do you know what I mean oh I get answered. is that because I'm dead do you think it's no. Steve calling to go? Yeah, she's, she's jumped off a bridge. No, no, it is. I get, um, it does this surprise you. I get phone Social call anxiety. anxiety. <laughs> it's the gaps. Yeah, and because you know? I can't read the person as well. Then I'm like, oh mm. my God, oh, have I said the wrong thing? And then I just yeah. fill all of the air with words that don't yeah. necessarily make any sense. Not with everybody, obviously. So you're in my, you know, very, very elite selection i like the word elite of phone call pals hilariously you saying about that steve has got real issues with his uh feet at the moment and um he needs a running pair of running traces 
trainers that properly support his feet because he started running to support his mental health. And uh, we went to have his gait analysis done, which is like your, the way your feet work. Oh, yeah. Fuck my life. Have I ever seen somebody roll out the most socially awkward conversation ever? She just she said to him, so tell me, you know, like, tell me about the problems you've been having with your feet. And he talked about the route that he runs on, who, <laughs> the name of the man that he runs with, um, why he enjoys it. And he just carried on and carried on. And eventually I had to look away, I had to look out of the window because I was like, I'm going to start laughing. He went on and on and on and on. And I was just like, oh my God, what are you doing? She didn't ask for any of this information. This is so awkward. And I could see her like, yeah, okay, that's okay. Great. But Shut actually, can up. you actually tell me what the problem is? Yeah. And then she was like, right, okay. So let's just get on the treadmill. You know, you're like, Steve she fucking she does trainers she doesn't do like therapy what was wrong with his gait then what was the diagnosis that on his right side he runs on the outside of his foot and on his left side he runs on the inside of his foot fucking oh my god out. how does he not fall over i don't know or look like phoebe running through the park i don't know yeah he's just comp- yeah so, so he's funny. now got a special pair of trainers that are going to support that more okay does he have to wear those every day or just no just when he goes running how much were they did she make them make the trainers yeah jesus no can you imagine hand knitting in the background <laughs> don't worry darling i haven't really feel a jiffy <laughs> but she actually said to steve i don't think you need insoles i just think you need to stop running like a twat <laughs> <laughs> diagnosis <laughs> 95 pound later oh my god you run like a twat yeah how exciting any other news other than steve's strange feet no i don't think, don't think we do no that's how was um old blustery storm eunice for you oh well we went around our mate's house you know and they're like don't leave the house danger for death and i was like let's go around our mate's house yeah so we went around our mate's house and we kind of just um lived through it there until about quarter to 12 at night and came home <laughs> what about you yeah well it was half term here wasn't it yeah. So I had both the kids off and um, it was fucking mentally windy though. Uh, Rob entered full dad uh, mode. It was oh, activated God. well and proper. He was out in the garden just trying to tie things down that weren't going to blow away. Like, you know, with a little, his little sense of authority just booming. Oh, and uh, yeah, went around the whole house, made sure everything was secure. Everything is safe and secure now. We're safe. Because you know he's really paranoid about health and safety stuff anyway. I'd actually he? quite like it if the wind were to fuck off. I'm done. I'm over it, man. It really rolls up the kids, doesn't it? The wind. They get very, like, spooked out by it. <laughs> but I was going mental. Oh, just, like a full yeah. moon. Yeah, yeah, it does. Um, my mum always used to say that as a primary school teacher. She'd say, oh, I never liked the windy days. Made the kids go crazy. It's like it whips <laughs> them up into a frenzy. <laughs> Um, but obviously we don't have a lot of space, do we, in the house because of the backing, no. my fucking extension. Mate, you should have done what we did. We all just <gasps> descended on our friend's house and we're like, hey, we're going to be here. It's right out the store. Oh, no, we should have done that, really. We did that on um, Saturday and Sunday. So that was, yeah. There you go. Yeah, you bearable. survived in a different way. Yeah, we, we, we all made it. We made it yeah. out fine. Uh, other than that, what else happened? Yeah, my book came out. That was on Thursday. Oh, yeah, my book came out. Oh, yeah, that one. Oh, Not making yeah. it That's an underwhelming experience. <laughs> kind of was, though. It is, though, a little bit, isn't it? It is a bit anticlimactic because you're waiting and waiting and waiting and then it's done. And I think all the fear and everything, it just kind of like... Bleh. 
yeah. goes and then you're like oh okay yes it's done now let's move on <laughs> that's exactly you know? how I felt yeah. all that fucking stress and anxiety the build up to it because I don't think I've slept properly for about oh, three months now on Friday night I had like the best sleep that I've had in forever didn't wake Unconscious. up Unconscious. yeah I was like dead to the world it was lovely <laughs> bloody lovely you're just getting over half term i'm in the crux of half term so. yeah oh yeah staggered pain <laughs> yeah it's staggered pain this time next week it will all be over oh god i was so pleased to send them back to nursery and school today it was like oh, i'll see you later man anyway anyway moving on moving yeah. on um any current affairs you wish to discuss i thought you were gonna have a little news story for us do you want me to do it yeah let's do it in this week's news hour with Laura Belbin, I would like to talk about a publication that came out on the 1st of September 2010. US student who electrocuted his nipples sues teacher for not warning him it was dangerous. <laughs> An American student whose heart stopped. Fuck! Whose heart, heart stopped. stopped. After, yeah. Oh I didn't read the God. article, I just read the headline. I, I love funny. how you never read <laughs> Mate, because I, I want to be living it with you. Okay, you like it. Yeah, I want to be in it with you. And this is how uh, we end up talking about dogs getting noshed off. Well, yeah, that was a very unfortunate one, actually. <laughs> that was really, a, that was a big showstopper. Uh, American student whose heart stopped after he deliberately electrocuted himself in a science class is suing his teacher for not warning him it was dangerous. Kyle, 18, is also taking legal action against the school district and the city of Dover in New Hampshire. That's obviously America. Uh, He and his parents claim teacher Thomas Keeley did not tell him or other students of the dangers of demonstrating power cords on on their electrical trades class. They're seeking compensation for medical expenses lost income due to time away from work and other damages related to the incident which occurred on the 11th of March. Fucking hell. I mean, 18-year-old doing that, I kind of think, come on, you know that electricity is dangerous, you moron. To be fair, the only question I have is, was the teacher watching? Yeah, maybe. I mean, I've been in a... It would be like, it's kind of A-level age, isn't it? 18. Yeah. So you expect that they can sort of have some unsupervised... Yeah. Time or well, it says he preoccupied with another student, probably. He attached an electrical clamp to one nipple while another student attached a long clamp to the other, and third student plugged in the cord. So it's not even just one fucking stupid fucking idiot. It's team three effort. of them. I mean, guarantee all three of them were bloody boys. <laughs> the thing is, it's America, so you can just see for absolutely everything, can't you? Jesus Christ. But he actually left hospital. After being electrocuted, which resulted in cardiac arrest, unresponsive state, and respiratory failure, failure according to That's the lawsuit. That's so intense. That's mental. Like it's all because of a nipple. Like I'm pretty sure you get nip stims, don't you? Yeah, you can get nip stims. Even like a tens machine would do that. Sort it out. Health and safety. No nipple electrocution. Rob would be all over that. He would be like, ah, oh, excuse me, no. Imagine being the teacher though. Oh, God, like, you'd feel devastated, wouldn't you? Because that was under your supervision. But... Or you'd want to just twat him over the face with a textbook. <laughs> you fucking idiot. <laughs> oh, dear. Because when someone gets electrocuted, it's where you've got to be really careful about how you touch them, haven't you? Yeah, because they I wouldn't can know still what to be... do in that situation. I think touch them with wood. Touch what, just like a piece of a ruler? A wooden ruler. A like wooden ruler. A Victorian skull. Yeah. 
or I don't know, a long plank. Oh, just prod them with it. Just there must be something wooden with the the desk, you know, just something or like wooden. rubber, rubber. Yeah, you can use rubber as well, right? That doesn't conduct electricity. I mean, I we'd be know, great mate. in this crisis, wouldn't we? Fucking hell, mate. I've honestly, I never forget that episode of Biker Grove. It really stuck with me. Oh, who got electric? Do you remember there was? It's beyond me how they ever went. I know what we're going to write into the script. We're going to write into the script the girl who, on the train line. No, not right. the train line. There was like a massive flood in the house, and she That's goes right. to turn the TV on. She goes to turn the TV on and she electrocutes herself and dies. And that's always reminded me because then I'm pretty sure they were like, you can't touch her. Yeah, yeah, yeah. However you say it in a Biker Grove accent. Aye, aye, man. Aye, aye, man, you can't touch her. Gemma Dobson. Gemma Dobson. That's what yeah. happens. Oh, I love that show. Did you? Mate, I loved Biker Grove. When PJ and Duncan, when one of them got shot, what was it, PJ? When he lost his eye due to the... Yeah, the, the, the gun. The gun. I fucking, I lost, I lost it. What the chance of being <laughs> shot in both eyes? <laughs> what luck, isn't it? Oh god, I fucking love that show. Um, I did used to my my sister would used to call me Spooky though, and that used to really annoy me. <laughs> Spooky. Spooky. She had like the massive ginger frizzy hair. <laughs> so say, oh shut up, Spooky. Be like, don't call me Spooky. <laughs> Drive me mad. Yeah. Um, for anybody that wasn't born in the eighties, I don't think you'd really appreciate uh, Biker Grove references. No, you wouldn't get it. No. But it's brilliant. Best show. It, Best it kids was. show of the eighties. It was. And the old boy with the tash in it. Yeah, Jeff. Anyway, <laughs> all right. Know all their fucking names. I know. <laughs> yeah, Jeff Spooky. I haven't got a fucking clue you're talking about. And oh, um, anyway, back back to the moral of the story. Just don't fuck with electricity and your nipples. Wonder how many people have actually died from electrocution on their genitals. Have a look. Yeah, I reckon it's high. People are always doing weird shit, aren't they, with their bits? Trying to, I don't know. It'll be some sort of weird wanking thing, right? Yeah. I do. Um, I did do nipple stimulation to try and bring on birth. I mean, that's a very Did different you? situation. What, with an electric, with an electrical device? With a TENS machine, yeah, which is an electrical cl- current, but it's, you know, a oh. low level one. <laughs> electrical clunch. Um, but it's, yeah, essentially you strap on the little sensor pad things to your nipples and uh, deliver a short, sharp shock. And um, that's supposed to stimulate the production of oxytocin, which takes you into labour. Wow. There you go. If you want the baby to come, it is something, it's like a natural uh, induction method, doing a bit of nip stim. Mate, I don't even know what I've just fallen into, but it's certainly a large, deep hole. Oh, God, what is it? Electrocution during sex. Hi, Rob. Rob's just been to the gym. Are you right, mate? I'm just recording podcasts here. Tell him to get naked. I don't mind him being here. <laughs> Nora said you can take it off. Take it off. Yeah, she is about to get naked because he's uh, been to the gym. Oh my God, Vic. Yeah. I've got a bit of a tidy up time from one of the stories that I read a couple of weeks ago that you Ooh. had you had uh, encouraged a woman by using a moon cup. Oh yeah. And we had questions afterwards. Do you remember it got stuck and her mum had That's to- That's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Her, her mum, mum had, had to help. come fish it out. Fish yeah. it out, yeah. So sh- we've got an update from her. Oh Ooh. yes, let's have that. Gorgeous slags. You want part two? Well, here it is. <laughs> in answer to your question, Vic, yes, I have two children and my minge also flaps in the wind. My mother did manage to remove said device from her daughter's badge. And yes, it did leave her looking like something from a horror movie. 
not God. only did she have blood spatter all over her face yes she was sat over what can only be described as a gaping axe wound my cunt and and while I laid on the bathroom floor with my legs spread and knees to my chest praying for the ground to swallow me up the only input from my twat of a husband he had to offer was uh, to offer up with his fucking head torch keep up the good work bitches love you thing is right i think i would never call my mum i just wouldn't mate i would i'd much rather just go this is when i die yeah i i I just don't think my mum would be any help in that situation but i would like to think that if that ever happens to my daughter that she would call me i'd like to think that she called me perhaps i'd like to think that even elliot or toby would call me like i'm open and not obviously if it's stuck up their vagina or you know you never know maybe they will eventually have a vagina one day who knows i'm open to all of that i would like to think they would call me and yet i say that and i know i would not call my mum i think (laughs) i'd I'd probably call my sister i'd probably ring and i'd be like oh my god and she would she would not even have any fucking hesitation. She'd be like, get your legs open. I'm getting it out. Yeah, exactly. I don't even think her mum would have minded the blood, really, because it's your kid, isn't it? So even though they're grown up. Across your face. I don't you've know. already I think dealt with all of, of their body, bodily fluids, though, haven't you? I think I, I'm sorry, mate. I, I don't. I, I beg to disagree with that one. <laughs> I don't want my offspring's minge blood all over my face. No, in an emergency, if something came flying out of their orifice, I wouldn't. Fine. Uh, yeah yeah but afterwards i think my steve would be a fucking nightmare he'd gag really badly oh, of course he would of course he he's would. a real gagger <laughs> so do you remember as well this is another little tidy up thing that we had mm-hmm. um a few was been a few weeks ago we had the agony on about the mum who was really lonely yes yeah and the husband that all partner wasn't very hands-on so yeah. one of our other listeners has just messaged to say oh my goodness i'm just listening to your latest podcast and the agony aunt has really got me the lovely lady may well not have close family um or family close by but if she needs someone to chat to please point her in my way oh i really want to give her a hug it may be somewhere else in the country it may be a total stranger but i've been a new mum. i will always be an ear and a friend to someone oh a group of mum friends but they would always welcome her too to give any support. And then she's oh actually my God. given us her number. That's amazing. We will make sure that we pass that on to that yeah. girl. That's what I fucking love about this podcast. Isn't that lovely? A whole load of empowered bitches listening. Woo! <laughs> we love you! <laughs> um, in complete and utter professionalism, we have somehow haphazardly rolled into yet another period related story Vic Ooh. could we get any more smooth I don't actually think this is about periods though is it I don't know I've not looked at it you said about it <laughs> it's just about suction oh dear unexpected uh, suction Vic <laughs> let me draw it back again <laughs> Vic, we are so smooth at what we do that we were just yeah. talking about suction. Yes, here we go. Um, round two, yeah. again. All yeah. right, let's just fucking let's, let's just scrap that. Yeah. Uh, hello, I've listened to today's podcast about the moon cup suction. <laughs> I'm not sure why, but it's made me confess my most embarrassing suction story. Myself and my partner were going away on holiday for the first time as a couple. We were going with some of his friends, and I really was looking forward to it. 
we decided to go to one of the Moroccan spas whilst we were there and have a couple's massage. When we entered the spa, we got led to this room with what I can only describe as a large marble kitchen island, which stood waist height and a, li- uh, and a little bench. Now, being the bigger one of our relationship, I spotted the bench and automatically went to sit on it. But the lady shook her head and pointed to the large marble table. <laughs> I very ungracefully managed to clamber on top whilst my partner took the bench. I must add, I had quite the sunburn at this point, and the lady started showering me down with an extremely hot shower on the oh, top of my Oh, God, burn. that's so painful. Now, I must have been arching my back in such a position, in such a position that it created a suction on the marble top. <laughs> She stopped the shower and told me to swap with my partner. And <laughs> with that, the seal broke. And what can I do describe it? Described as a massive fart noise escape from my back. <laughs> it was so loud. I thought my partner would fall off the bed. <laughs> this led to excessive giggles. I proceeded to fart with every laugh. Was so- with my partner at this time uh, uh, with my partner at the time had never heard the lady had to leave the room and give us 10 minutes so that I could contain myself who said holiday romance was dead thanks for producing such an amazing and relatable podcast I am now returning back to work after having a baby and it's reassuring to hear your views thanks again oh my god you know exactly that sound as well and those kind of scars are always like fart the whole thing is made of marble in it so it's just reverberating around the room unable to escape the fact that you've got a big farty back (laughs) have you ever had a couple's massage Uh, we have but not like that when we were in the Maldives we had one I fucking love a massage. It's actually really important self-care. Yeah, I love them. I haven't had one for a while. You get them on regularly, don't you? Mate, I get them. Yeah, I get Indian head massage regularly to support my mental health. Why that one in particular? Rather than like a full body. Uh, Indian head massage. Yeah, it's just like it's it's helping with your chakras. Is it? Um, and I also think that if you are the type of person that really struggles to like unwind or... Uh, switch off I don't necessarily switch off my mind's still going at a million miles per hour but I just really relax I also think it's important to have a connection it's important to have a connection with the person who's doing it yeah um but I'm really into like alternative therapies and that is not like why is that not given on the NHS it should be yeah probably because from a um I would have thought it was probably not been rigorously um studied to check the benefits so it's just anecdotal and also because pharmaceutical companies can't actually uh, cash in on it so although there, there probably would be some way that they could obviously it's not drugs but yeah i just think it's uh we're not that progressive are we it's more like no. just medicate it it's everything yeah. like just medicate, medicate it and it. take it away yeah yeah and it's easier and it's quicker yeah um yeah, I, but the head massage particularly, I, I sometimes get robbed mm. to just rub my hair before I go to sleep. Oh, I, I, like, I do think if you're an overthinker, there must be some sort of psychological thing, but I, I have a lot of tension in my head. 
Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. And I get really bad tension headaches and I always feel like I'm just furrowing my brow and generally I'm just like, chill out. But if someone rolls my head. I would I highly recommend an Indian head massage then. We had um, a couple's massage in uh, Sri Lanka. But when we were there, they sort of did a side by side, but there was a screen between us and he had a male masseuse and I had a female masseuse. And the male masseuse just stared at me the whole <gasps> time. You are fit. Yeah, but it's like, come on. I'm Highly inappropriate. Yeah, not my tits out. Then yeah. we had to flip over as well. And she went, go onto your back so she could do all your shoulders and stuff. And there was just yeah. this guy like massaging Rob. And I could just oh my stare him through the curtain. It was well Yeah, see, now I'd, I wouldn't cope very well with that. Obviously, you know, I probably like now, if that was to happen to me in my 20s, I wouldn't have. But now, if that happened to me, I would jump off the bed and I would fucking swing a tit at his head. Yeah, how dare you? How dare you look at How dare you make me feel uncomfortable? Yeah, totally was not relaxed. I was just like, oh my God, that guy's an absolute pervert. Yeah. Oh, men are so annoying. They are really annoying. Fucking arseholes. Fucking arseholes. Right, should we have a little agony on then? Do it. Uh, This just made me laugh. Just a little message from someone just very random. I had a boyfriend who put his pubes in my cornflakes once, <gasps> left the room and came back and there was a little stack of hair. What the hell? What is wrong with people? She said the relationship did not last. Yeah. Oh, no. Shit, no. Yeah. That, that broke down pretty swiftly. <laughs> what the fuck? What was that for? What was the intent of putting, leaving some pubes on the cornflake? Well, just for a joke. And then walk in and be like, oh, you ate my pube. Yeah. I'm never having sex with you again. Rob leaves pubes everywhere, but it's not a joke. It's just well, that's, that's, uh, it's not it's a something joke. that's wrong with it. It's a him. very unfortunate uh, result of being hairy. <laughs> it's an ailment, a hairy ailment. <laughs> does my fucking head in. I find them everywhere. Did I tell you once I found a pube in the butter? And I was like, how has this got here? You are disgusting. <laughs> fucking pube in the butter, the tea bag in the blur pack. To be fair, I actually think it would probably more likely be my pubes now that would be found everywhere than Steve's. Well, Steve's the thing is, trimming. Yeah, it's the color difference though between me and him, isn't it? He's a yeah, you're revenge. <laughs> so yeah. you're not getting away with saying, "Oh no, that's one of yours." Actually, yeah, that's one of yours. Um. Okay, we've got an agony out. This is quite a a little bit of a heavy one, okay. I believe. That's okay. I'm, I'm just, ready for it. Just scan Reddit. Um, so you don't do what I do. Like this, this is the thing, and it also continues to only confirm the spunker in me. <laughs> so true. And the and calculated the version of you. Like I don't. I read an article. I'm like ah, I'll read that, and then I haven't read all of it, and then you know where it's all to be really dark Reddit. and depressing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Which. You know, a boy was electrocuted and, and had to his heart stopped by oh my God. A, a nipple stim. <laughs> okay. Hello, lovely ladies. Insert gushing about the podcast and how amazing you are here. Oh. Love that. I need some advice. Excuse me in advance for any spelling mistakes. I live in France. 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 Oh, I said that word. I live in France. I'm an out of the habit of writing in English. So my mum just turned 60 and has been married to my dad for about 20 years, give or take. They were both in previous relationships when younger, but met later in life and had me in their late 40s. To cut to the chase, my mum has been unhappy for pretty much as far as I can remember. My dad is not a bad person or an abusive one, but just completely lacks the capacity to show any love, affection or even to communicate. Basically, he's a grumpy git who only wants to spend his days with his mates and completely blanks my mum 90% of the time. She does all the cleaning, pays for everything, all the accounts, bills, caring for the animals, parenting me, etc., etc. 
I've been telling her for a while now that she deserves someone who gives her more as she's an amazing caring woman. She has little to no friends as we moved to the south of France when I was little and basically spends her days alone doing work, chores and walking the dogs. Whenever we discuss it, she says that she's sure he will come around eventually and says that she's too old to make any kind of change now. I disagree and don't think she deserves to spend her older years being worn down by endless amounts of work while her husband of 20 years basically ignores her and shuts down whenever you try to communicate about any kind of feelings with him. What would you do? What's your take? I hate to see her so miserable and lacking any kind of support or love when all she ever does is look after everyone. Your take as mothers and wives yourselves would really mean a lot as I'm only 20 and obviously can't have the same perspective. But I'm sure you get lots of messages. If it doesn't make it on the podcast, no worries. Thank you for taking the time to read and feel free to edit if I've droned on a bit. Love you both so much. Thank you for helping me love myself and make each Tuesday a little bit lighter. A fellow slag. Well, yes. So this is, I think this is quite a common thing. I know what I would do, but the biggest issue for her mum or for her seeing her mum like that is that until her mum wants it to change and her mum realises, actually, I can't do this anymore. There's there's no amount of trying to get her to change her mind that will make her see that she needs to leave. She'd be better off, yeah. yeah. Because I think also like the generational thing of believing, yeah, but I'm too old now. rather than believing actually this is you know I'm coming into the part of my life where I need to just enjoy it to the max it's I think it's difficult it's really tricky and from a daughter's point of view I can imagine it's devastating yeah when you love your mum and you have a really good relationship with your mum and you see that she's unhappy yeah you feel helpless you do feel helpless but how do you make your mum see something when she's obviously got such low self-worth and self-esteem is what mm. my assumption is yeah that she doesn't believe she deserves better I think the other thing is too is and I, I see this in my own parents I do think as you get older it does become more terrifying to make change for a lot of yeah. people um because you do just kind of you know get sort of comfortable in the way that life yeah. is even if it's not necessarily serving you yeah and the thought of changing that and having a complete upheaval of everything Changing everything you've known be, for 20 years. Yeah, like that is really scary. That would be scary mm. for anybody. But I think it's yeah. that I, that concept of change, like huge change like that does seem more terrifying to an older generation. Not all of them. I, you know, I'm not. But not I, I also think like, it's not just about the because that's a massive step to just expect someone to go, I'm going to leave my partner. That's huge. It's more about the little steps that lead up to that, that you know, maybe that make her feel a little bit more worthy, make her feel like, actually, you know what, I shouldn't have to do this. You know, you know what, actually, I want to be happier than this. And like all of those little things that that add up to a lot, those are the things really that her mum needs to work on. But how can her mum know to work on them when she doesn't recognise the fact she needs to in the first place? That's such a, such a difficult thing. You know, it's, I don't know. I personally think her mum needs to work on her self-worth yeah. first yeah. before she even contemplates, you know, the, the the thought of leaving. I just don't think anyone would be happy in a situation where you have a partner that treats you like that, you know, that ignores you. No. You have to do everything for. And although it might not be deliberate emotional abuse, there is an element of that that is 
uh, very toxic because it's like the lack of regard for the other person's thoughts and feelings. So that's after a period of time, that's yeah. going to take its toll, isn't it? And then you just start to slowly believe, but no one's ever going to make me happy anyway. Oh, I may as well just stay here because I've got the comfort of the reassurance. And I, I like I've definitely learned with everything I've gone through recently. You've got to lean into the things mm. that make you feel scared and you've got to show and prove to yourself that you can do them. But it's not about like the big grand jump leap off of the cliff and just go, yes, I'm going to do it. It is about the little steps that lead up to those moments so that they don't feel quite like a leap. They feel yeah. more like a big step. Yeah, oh, I think as well. Like you said, with that self-worth thing, then, you know, staying in a situation, staying with someone that's like that, that treats you like that, it doesn't ever get better. Do you know what I mean? Like, I've been in a lot of shit relationships where the men have not been very, or my partners have not been very nice to me and have, you know, left me feeling very, very insecure. My self-worth is non, pretty much non-existent um don't have any confidence all the rest of it but even then when I was young you know making that step away from it is really difficult oh my god Rob's actually coming in now oh hello Rob how long was that shower it's been there for ages all right just come in just don't get your willy out because I'm definitely going to show Laura if you do (laughs) 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 oh we can see you FYI I don't Um, even realize that I can see how it I can I can see oh an elbow. God, I'm not looking. I promise. I'm not looking. I know that was oh, near cheek. Sorry to you know deflect from the old. I might get I might get Steve to saunter in with his serious, balls out next time. Serious agony on here, and Rob <laughs> comes in and ruins it by showcasing his pubes. <laughs> How dare you? How dare you? I've totally lost my track now. <laughs> so have I. Oh yeah, I I just I don't I oh, that's you know what I think when you've got an agony on as somebody that wants change or somebody that wants something different for themselves it's easier because then they 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 know that they want that change but when you're trying to encourage somebody to see the change they need to do in themselves mm. that's so difficult because that person has to want it and if they don't want it then you you also have to have an element of self-preservation for yourself because you don't want to be destroyed by the view of your mum not living the life you feel yeah. she deserves and if she isn't going to change that, when when do you get to a point where you go, okay, well, yeah. I've got to focus on me and I've got to make sure that I don't end up in a relationship like that because I do see the fact that I deserve more. And yeah. she's only 20. Yeah, it's hard. It's like, you know, you can't, you can't change it. You can't change anybody. That's the bottom line. You can't change people. No, you can't. And, you know, the worst thing is sometimes you have to let go of the fact that that person isn't going to be or live the life that you want them to you've got to focus on on you and what yeah. you want I, I know I know if it was me then I would be out of there but you know I can say that because yeah you know I'm, I'm not in it no and I also think that the aging process of women you know like we go through the menopause and then there's this automatic assumption that we're just dried up old hags that don't have anything to live for and I also think that's a massive generational thing where women stop existing past that because they feel like their whole yeah. purpose in life is gone. Yeah, oh my God, yeah. You know? know? It's just so depressing, isn't it? That... Well, I, I'm really determined to not be that and not do that because I've worked too fucking hard in my life to allow myself to get to a point where that's what I all I feel I was ever worthy of was basically procreating. Oh, no. I want to so be more much than that. More that. 
that, that, that is the least mm. interesting thing about me. <laughs> and me, yeah. I mean, don't get me wrong, it's a pretty fucking remarkable thing that I've done, but it's not my, it's not, it doesn't define who I am. Um, well, I hope that helps. Do you reckon that's going to be helpful? So, yeah. I don't know. I feel like get your mind to listen to this. But if she doesn't, you listen to it and you focus on your own happiness because your happiness yeah. is equally as important. Yeah, you can't, you can't, you can't dictate what she does. You can't change the way that she thinks and feels. That that is up to her. No. And she has to want to yeah. do it. You can't yeah, drag exactly. her through it. We, you just wouldn't be able to, would you? You couldn't actually force her to do it. It's not going to happen. No. But you could maybe have a word with your dad no. and be like, "Come on, what are you fucking doing at? Yeah, dickhead. Stop being a cunt." I reckon you could do that. That's a yeah. actionable tip <laughs> talk talk to dad good one Vic <laughs> talk to dad note to self stop being a chat. dad well I think I think we've we've packed in quite a lot today we have we are thoroughly exhausted we have exhausted the podcast for this week um so if you want to send us any stories or agony aunts or anything that you'd like us to discuss any news articles as well that would be good wouldn't it from around yeah uh, well whatever laura's read out from one from 12 years ago today there's no time limit on it no there is no time um, limit on any of these things if anything i prefer older because i don't want things that are hot off the press because then everyone's read them you want things that have kind of been forgotten and put into the background of life the archive of the weird and wonderful um yeah you can email us at noholesbubpodcast at gmail.com or what else can they do laura they can head on over to our instagram page noholesbud podcast and slide into our dms i think that's it isn't it then so we'll just uh there's nothing else is there no that's it oh our oh website God. you can go over oh, to yeah. our website and order sex toys at www.nohosbypodcast.com look there's always an occasion for a, for a sex toy and, and mother's day is the next one isn't it i just think there's Treat never not a time to have a sex toy a flange tickle exactly there's never not a time never not a time for a sex toy so get yourself over there have a perusal and buy something for your loved one or if not for yourself just think of everyone I need a poo, so uh, let's go. Oh, that's good. That's a nice ending. All right. All right. We'll uh, see you next Tuesday. <laughs> see you then. next Tuesday. <laughs>